All right, guys, we are raising a glass. R.I.P. to a good, shameless character. Professor Ewens, tonight's for you, buddy. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hi, guys. After that old R.I.P. brought the energy down just a bit. Sorry about that. Just a little. But we did. We lost a character today. We did. But whenever this song comes on, it's shameless. So you got to be happy. <laughs> Save the sadness till the end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we will. We are going to talk about it last. That way we don't ruin the rest of the show. Um, where can they find you guys on social media so they can continue the conversation? We can continue the conversation on Instagram at Bonjour Juliette. Phil, what about you? At JJ Jurgens. <laughs> yeah, we are missing our good old pal JJ today. But she's uh, not dead. She's, She's oh very God, healthy Phil. and alive. No, not at all. Thank God. It's a little early for that kind of show. Yeah, my God. Oh, it's shameless. <laughs> That's fine. Where can they find you on social media? I don't know if I want to be. At Gay Jesus. All right. Whatever. At PD Speed Tag. I'm going to say it for him. Yeah, good. Thank you. And you guys can follow me at Haley Clover. Um, okay, let's dive right in because I am so annoyed by Carl and his little wife bitch. <laughs> I'm not annoyed with Carl. Well, Carl, I think, is just like Carl. I don't know if he's... But she's hot. And rich. And, and hot. hot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't... Well, so she plays a really good part. I do think she plays a, a, a good character yeah. because I hate her so much that that's when you know that they're, like, you know, Great doing a good job. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, it's like, all I want Carl to do is go back to school, be a good civilian. Like, he loves school so much, and she's going to ruin all of it. I think like V, he likes to be dominated. I think he was honest as he could be in that moment, but he didn't really go nuclear and say, like, I'm going back to military school. Because I think that would have definitely pushed it a little bit further. And I ain't saying she a blood digger. But she ain't messing <laughs> with no O-types. Oh, Phil. Oh, Kanye West over there. Um, I don't know if Carl is going to make it back to military school and that scares me I know I I hope he does too he really tried there was a moment where he tried to be so honest and said please don't freak out I just want to you know let you know that I really do love you and I want to marry you but I don't think that we should get married right the second like can we just be engaged a little longer and to her that meant one freaking day she was like well you know the uh, the office is still open until five. Like we can still go in the next day after, after she. she f- yeah, go ahead, after please. she faked her suicide. Well, she was coloring. She was coloring. Had the rope up, and yeah, just was waiting for him to come up the stairs. The girl's a psychopath. And she, the way, even she's kind of stupid because the way she reacted, she was like, "Oh my god, you saved my life. Let's go get married." Like it was. But he's even, too dumb to be like. You Wait, think so? You weren't actually trying to kill yourself like that. Clearly, I like, think it, it must. I hope it tells him a little bit that like she was just a huge cry for attention. I well, don't you know. would think he would see that way earlier, but I, the rest of his family does. Fiona told him not to get married. Ian's telling him not to get but married. But Frank said to, to do it, so it must I, be a good idea. Clearly. <laughs> Fucking Frank. I think it, it's strange to me because as a guy that age, you have two modes. Get laid and don't get married. Those are your two modes. Do you think it's You want to get laid as much as possible, but never get married. Right. Do you think in his mind he you think he knows that being married at that young of an age isn't going to be a legal thing even though she wants him to get a fake ID 
technically he's still not that person on the ID and they had I, to have used that name like it doesn't work yeah well yeah fake people are married now it's not right. their names now um, I honestly don't think he's thinking that far ahead I don't think he's even thinking about the whole marriage thing he's in the in, like in the moment and he's like what do I have to do so she doesn't kill herself and he even says it in this episode right, right? he just wants to go back to school and still have the, his hot crazy girlfriend around and rich and rich yeah, that was the important part for Frank. She has a trust fund. Get a joint account. No prenups. Do not sign a prenup. No prenups. Well, there was no prenup signed, but the, the marriage is not legal. And I doubt he's sophisticated enough to have seen Legally Blonde that it is not, in fact, actually legal. <laughs> so I think he thinks he's actually married. Yeah, yeah no, I'm sure I think he, he does. Th- I think he does that, too. But I don't think he's really thinking, prior to get married, as we saw in this episode, and now that he is fake married, uh, I don't think he's really thinking about the concept of marriage. Yeah. I think the one thing that annoyed me the most too is she cut up all of his military school clothes today and it, it so clearly bothered him to like see all that stuff hanging on the flagpole too and all of that and he didn't like get mad enough i was like Tired, come on man. like that was so rude it's not like he can even afford to go to school hardly he has to work his ass off to get there and then she cuts up all of his clothes which he's not going to be able to afford new ones. You yeah, know? that was my first thought. I was like, oh my gosh, like, after he's done all this to get all this money, but I just think he, he didn't react that harshly because he's just tired, man. Like, how could you not be? Yeah, Every th- day, it's a new thing. I feel like Fiona's going to eventually need to step in. Or somebody. Because the fact that they said, like, okay, it's clearly not binding. Mm-hmm. Like, they had, why did he do this? They right. had that sigh of just frustration, but right. nonetheless... They're like, all right, let him have his fun. We'll fix this because yeah. we know we'll have to. Right. I just really don't want Fiona to get involved with this. Like, she has so much going on her plate, as always. I just want her to sit in her expensive chair. I know, right? That got ruined. We'll she talk about that later. That. But, mm-hmm. yes. And, well, I don't even care who steps in. Somebody, as long as they step in, I'll right. be happy. Let's get this Do you think he's going to come to his, to his senses? I don't know if he has the senses to come to them. I just hope that he makes it to military school and once he's there, kind of forgets about her. I don't, I don't know. I think he does have the senses, just not acting up upon them because he's very much baffled every single time of like, uh, yeah, this is crazy. not what I want. That's true. But he, he, he just prevents himself from acting upon that gut instinct. Right. Well, good luck, Carl. <laughs> we'll see what happens next week. Um, somebody else that needs a lot of Help tonight, Svetlana. Svetlana is, you know, trying... They put her on a dating site and uh, made a very subtle profile for her that says she's an ex-prostitute looking for a super old geriatric man who about to die. has a lot of money and is about to die. Yeah. Might as well be a front. Listen, whatever suitors come, at least they know the game plan. But they clearly don't because the one guy comes in and all he sees is ex-prostitute because he wants to take her in his car for 40 bucks and then she punches him in the face. Maybe that was the the hook they got. I mean, he didn't get that far in the description. You right. Know. Ex-prostitute. I'm like, in. Yeah, I'll be I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, Kev thinks that he's going to be able to put an earpiece in her ear and mm-hmm. tell her what to do and they'll make her, you know, this like... Right proper woman that a man wants to take home to his mom. Right. That was an iffy storyline. How much is it? Like, an earpiece? Like, isn't that expensive? Right, like, where did they just get an earpiece? Yeah, I thought that was a little iffy. Um, but I do, I do enjoy her punching this old, old man in the face. We saw a little girl in the last episode, I believe, and now it's an old man. Like, Seamus is keep going with these yeah. punches. Yep. Yeah. I'm more surprised by the fact that Svetlana needs any help. If there's one 
trait that I think <clears throat> she would be known for, it's go get a guy. However old or young, however rich or poor. I'm still surprised that she's kind of letting Kevin V tell her what to do. Or not tell her what to do, but try to like That's push funny. her in a direction, a specific direction. Like usually she would be like, no, I do it my way. And like, right. that's it. Honestly, I think seeing that um, old co-worker <laughs> uh, really, you know, knocked her down a few. So she's... She's kind of depressed. She's kind. Of, she's not. She doesn't have that Svetlana confidence. So that's why they're Definitely pushing her. Not. There's like no confidence in Svetlana right yeah, now. Yeah. So that's why she can't. She can't really do it that well. And I don't know. Like if it were that easy, she'd have done it by now. You right. know what I mean? Right. Like she would have had that husband a while back, and she doesn't. So I think she's kind of lost, and they're well, guiding I, her through it. I think her goal was not to get a rich guy. It was to really build something on her own. Right. And Until maybe she saw how easy it was for the other girl, and she was like, how do I not have that already? I'm smarter. Right. I'm a harder worker. Exactly. But when you start getting that cycle of comparing, your, comparing yourself to others, and you're like, oh, my gosh, they've already, they're already there. Yeah. I've wasted so much time. Like, I'm saying she's just spiraling. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I did think she looked really hot in that second dress. Like, so much hotter in the first lady. Like, she called it, she looked right. like the first lady. I thought she looked great in that little dress. bun, yeah. It's yeah, <laughs> that was much more sexy to me than the first outfit she wore. What about in. you, Phil? What'd you think? Which one was sexier? I like the first lady outfit, and my biggest suggestion, she just needs to give Kev a hand job and, like, just get her confidence back up, and an old Kevin will like it. Well, I think she knows she's good with her hands. She keeps yeah. saying she's professional. Yeah, but I think, I think, that's, <laughs> I think that's just her witty comeback to Kev is, like, F you. Because she gives him the finger, she does all these things, but I, I I think it's masquerading for the fact that she doesn't have her full confidence. Like right. if she really had to give a good hand job right now, I doubt she could. To be honest, I feel You're like trying you, to find out. It's, it's like riding a bike. I don't think you forget those things. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, Listen, it's like an athlete when they're going through a slump. Okay, she's it's going not through like a slump. They forgot how to do it. They're just going through a slump. Yeah. She well, that's knows. what I'm saying. She'll come back. Yeah. But she knows how to give hand jobs. That's it's not like the right. issue. It's that she needs to, a regular hand job she doesn't know how to do. A constant one. All right. A committal hand job. Okay. A committal? committal? I like that. What's the definition of a committal hand job? It's a, it's, it's a hand job that you commit to um, <laughs> every so often. Like it's in your routine per se. And you're not giving other, and you're sticking to one client, client or oh, partner. Got it. Or penis committal hand jobs yep. do you guys like hand jobs before we get off on a giant <laughs> tangent as a man do you guys like hand jobs it's better than nothing or what it's it, it's more of a play of dominance um i remember us as kids it was like listen they're never really not the best thing but as a public thing like it's a show of dominance like hey this girl loves me so much that she's she gonna, she gonna <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> awesome okay let's move on um let's talk about debbie a little bit she is in this like underground welding group that goes in after all of the union workers are done with their shift and takes this welding work at night um, and makes like a bunch of money doing it, but it's super dangerous because mm-hmm. no one's around. There's no safety hazards everywhere. Like it's, you know, it's just a, a sketchy job. And she gets run out of the first one because people come back and they call them scabs, right? Well, they were the scabs. They were the scabs, right? but they the call, union yeah, people came calls them. and called them scabs. Yeah. Yes. 
Which just means that they're, yeah, non-union workers. So she runs out. She makes uh, that one fine and still gets paid. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, oh, yeah, I'm totally in on the next one because she was going to make another $500. Yeah, she's making a statement like, no, 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 no. I'm hoping to join this union one day. It's against, you know, I can't do this. And then those $100 bills come out and she thinks again. They talk. Money talks. Yeah. Especially for a single mom who's young. Yeah. I, for one, am glad at least, and, and I know there was a tragic part to it, so we'll talk about that, but remember when she was taking those pictures, those sexy pictures, and when she said nighttime work, welding work, I thought for a moment it was going to be like, okay, it, it's like, remember when we dealt with the sexy maids? Right. Like, She'll okay, show up in her welding gear, but it'll turn into a different job. Yeah. Yeah. So at least we didn't go that route, thankfully. <laughs> Not much safer, as we come to find. Yeah. It is very tragic in that sense. And I certainly, I did not know that underground welding even existed. <laughs> Me either. What does it? <laughs> Maybe. I'm sure it does. There's probably an underground ring of every job if you really needed there to be. Do you think there's an underground ring of Afterbus? Aftershock? There's an underground shameless panel who does this after us <gasps> late and at night. broadcast to who? <laughs> The, the scabs, the scab the fans, scab viewers. God damn you, scab viewers! <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Okay, so Debbie is welding this massive piece of metal, welds it off completely because she can't see what she's doing. They're like welding in the dark, and it falls on her foot, mm-hmm. I, and she's like obviously in serious pain. I mean, she's screaming, crying, and they're gonna call nine one one, which is kind of surprising. I was surprised they didn't like just try to lift it off of her and see how she was doing. Yeah. I, oh God, I was, my eyes were closed and I was like, oh, something's about to go down. Something's about to go yeah. down. As soon as the guy walks up to her and goes, I'm leaving, 12 uh, health hazards, I'm gone. Safety yeah. hazards. And I'm like, oh, oh get out of there too, see. get out of there too, please. And she goes, nah, I gotta stay. And, oh, man. And, she, and there goes she all that like, money she has. Yeah, because she definitely doesn't have any health insurance. No, and that hospital bill's gonna be in Sane. I know. Do you think, like, we're looking at just a broken foot? She'll be okay? Is it going to be worse than this? What's worse than a broken foot? Like, that to chop it off? (laughs) (laughs) She has to weld it off. That could definitely be worse, yes. Yeah, I would say that's definitely worse. That definitely is worse. But But I don't know if that's realistic. (laughs) I'm not sure. I have no idea. I guess if you, like, break it so badly that they, you know, she needs... Not just a cast. She's going to need surgery and all that kind of stuff. Maybe that's what's worse for her. I'm not sure. Or just worse. She might get her license taken away. That could be worse in this situation for her if they found out she's doing this. Her school. Yeah. Right. So she's definitely going to lose mobility so we can't get to class. But I think you make a great point. Because for her, that's like the biggest thing right now is the ability to have a job. She's spent all this money. She's gone through school. And so for somebody to take that away right now, that would be worse than having a broken foot. No, for sure. Yeah, she's finding her independence, and it comes to a grinding halt. Yes, it does. Um, okay, so, yeah, I mean, I always feel like at the end of every episode, we're always like, we'll see, because they always leave you with something new, and then you have to wait till next week. Um, let's talk about gay Jesus. All hail gay Jesus. Ian. Yes. <laughs> Phil is our gay Jesus. <laughs> Um, Ian and his groupies, if that's what we can call them, followers, parishioners, followers. since he's you know now talking at a parish, um, 
Yeah, he's the new spokesperson for the gay community in Southside Chicago. And he's not, you know, he even says it and he doesn't know if he knows what he should talk about. He doesn't feel like he has anything to say. He doesn't know if he should be the one doing this. But every time he speaks, these people are like, all hail! Like, he is, you know, gay Jesus. They're buying merchandise. Like, what do we think of this entire situation? Are we happy about the situation? Is this healthy? Like, I don't know. What do you think? I, I don't think, know how to wrap my mind around it, to be honest. I think he, if he's going to go down this route, then he needs to take it a lot more serious and actually write out his speeches and so forth. And I think he needs to commit to his commitments, literally. Um, the fact that Trevor has issues with it. I, I think there's, as far as Trevor's concerned, it's two-sided i think he's there's a slight jealousy part to it but then there is the actual objective side of you missed you talking to all these kids who actually want to be paramedics and it's great that you're helping people but but don't forget who you were two weeks ago or a week ago you know exactly yeah and so and i think part of it uh you know Ian needs to downplay that he's this important thing. Mm -hmm. And I think he needs to incorporate that in his speech of, hey, I just happened to speak my mind and, and, you know, I'm glad I got this movement going, but you guys can do it too. And while, yes, I want to help you and I'll be open, but you guys can equally do what I'm doing. Right. What do you think, Juliet? Um, I think it was really, I really like how they played it out and he, with him walking with Fiona and he was just, not sure about the whole thing. He was nervous. Mm-hmm. She wasn't doing a good job at pumping him up. She was like, wow, I can tell you're nervous. Yeah, I can like, tell don't go. <laughs> yeah, she kept on like trying to make him not do it. Um, or at least giving him many outs. Right. And it was just magic. As soon as he hit that stage and he just, yeah, kind of, it just like clicked. And I thought that was really, really neat. You know, like we saw, he found his purpose there. So I yeah. think that's really cool. I mean, um, he did start that speech off by saying, you know, I'm not any kind of hero or whatever. I think that may have been his way to say that to himself but it comes off in a speech like i'm not a hero but i can be your gay jesus (laughs) yeah it didn't feel as genuine as could have right and i I think part of him with the gallagher is because they have such a large quantity of family members everyone's trying to find their own importance yeah and this is the first time that he's he is being accepted for who he is Mm -hmm. You, you know he's had Obviously, he's got his medications and his mood swings, um, for a very lack of a uh, better term. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the fact that he's gay. So this is he's accepted for exactly who he is, and not just accepted, but he, in fact, praised and right. applauded. Yeah, he is very much being, being praised. Um, and Fiona calls it a cult. Do we think that that's, like, cultish, what he's doing? I think when you blindly fo- follow somebody... It can be cultish. Yeah. Are you surprised that parishes are just like, please come preach here? Like, come use our church? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I think there's a business side to churches in, a, in the sense of, like, they want to have people come to it and feel like they're giving meaning to people's lives. Sure. And so when you have the hot item mm-hmm. that can deliver people, yeah, it's a good thing. Now, do they have the hot item, or does Frank have the hot item? Those jumbo hot dog t-shirts. I kind of want one. 
Says retirement by, plan. By kind, I mean I really want one. <laughs> I'll try to get you some. Yeah. Yeah. Gay Jesus. Follow them on Instagram dog. for people, for fans. Like, if you follow Shameless, they got some cool behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. They got some swag. They, they, they're really stepping up their game, I got to say. Yeah. I wonder Love if they it. put on the merch on uh, Instagram. Instagram. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they put the merch <coughs> up. If they didn't, I think everybody tweet at them so they do yeah <laughs> um i don't think anyone's surprised by frank trying to make money out of this whole situation i mean he's very much an opportunist um with liam again those two are just you know money making partners not that liam makes much of the money um but he did he had the right questions of like we're not gonna give ian the money right and they're they had you know a, a deal 95 percent of the money would go to trevor's kids mm-hmm and 5% was what they could keep. But, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's not... <laughs> that's after expenses. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Expenses. And labor. Yeah. Hard, hard labor. Yeah. Liam was the one writing out all puffy painting all of those shirts. <laughs> Liam's just, like, learning all sides of this Frank Gallagher business, right? whatever that may be. It's a corporation within itself. Right. Which, by well, the way, actually, fuck that white school for not letting him color, because okay, so he's an amazing fucking artist! That's so true. And I was just actually going to say, we still haven't seen him go back to school, but we did see Ian still has his job. Right, right. That'd so be like, happy. Okay, we do see that, because we were like last week, what the hell, do these people just like stop doing the, like what they're supposed to do? They just throw away all of their responsibilities to do what you know the current thing is right now right and like what is this is this taking place during the summer because it's been the longest summer ever like he's still not back in school like this is yeah the timeline this season just kind of doesn't make much sense but well they're compressing it it. they're you know usually they they elongate it and takes place over several months even a full season Mm -hmm. i think now it's just it's just taking place over the summer it's like next day next day next day right yeah yeah very true um all right. Well, I mean, well, uh, do you think uh, Ian and Trevor will continue their relationship, or do you think that we'll see a falling so. out with them? I think we're going to see a falling out because the last episode was like the first episode we've seen them like w- seriously working towards something, and not not even that. We just see them in bed with each other. For being honest, right? Yeah. They've been friends this whole time, and like now, their last episode they get physical, and now next episode th- they're kind of having issues again. Right. So it's just. Just it doesn't seem like it ever sticks for too long, right? So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Well, how about Fiona? Fiona and her mysterious, mysterious man. <laughs> the Greek-speaking Macedonian traveling nineteen uh, fifties sperm donor. Sperm donor. <laughs> yep. yep. I mean, he has a lot of titles. Bald-headed bowling champion. Yeah. Okay, so this episode, because I know first episode, you liked him. He was mysterious. Second episode, his games are kind of getting annoying. Like, it's a little yeah. much. And now this episode, where do you lie? Again. Oh, he got, he got you again, girl. Why? Um, well, he's very hot. So that's something that happens with boys, <laughs> That's right? it. You sound like Carl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I get it. Like, it's just like, ugh. They'll say some say something or do something stupid, but then they'll give you that look, and somehow you, your brain turns into mush. Um, That's true. So that happened with me. Um, I don't know. I think it's also just like I wanted her to have sex with him so bad, yeah. And they finally did, so I'm very proud of her. Yeah, it looked like they enjoyed it too. Yeah. I think she was pretty happy. It looked like they were going through a whole stream of condoms. 
Yep. So it seemed to be good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Phil, what is your take on, on him and their relationship in general? I think people have, I think she needs to realize that there's a creepy factor. The, the way he said, like, I know basically everything about you because I've asked her around. You throw in a couple of facts. That's that's one thing. But you know her entire history. By the way, like, who are you asking? I want to know who he's asking. Yeah. Where are you getting all of this information? Like, do you know her friends? And I if did. you do, then why aren't you telling her you know her friends? And why aren't you trying to, like, hang out with her and her friends? Right. Well, to be fair, like, yes, those were a lot of events. But those were only a few episodes, if we're being honest, right? With the, yeah. What he's saying, right? He's going through, like, if we look at the scheme of all the uh, seasons of Shameless. Yeah. Yeah, he knew he knew a few things in the grand scheme of things. He didn't know everything, and like, I think that's there's just some pretty big things that he, you know, she never mentioned to him for him to just know that. But she that's was, not his fault. That's his, that's Fiona's friends or whoever's in her circle were ta- have too big of a mouth. Fine, but you think he ever would have brought it up if she never said anything? No, that's mm-hmm. the part that's like weird. I don't know. I think we all do it whenever you. She loved it. Yeah. I mean, she was so turned on by the fact that he already knew about her, but, like, kept it to himself. She loved it. Yeah. I mean, hey, it worked for him, so. Would you like dating somebody that's a know-it-all? I mean, this guy literally knows it all. <laughs> I kind of am already, so. <laughs> I I think it's one... I think there's a difference between... I, I think he's just spewing facts just to spew facts. But, like... Is it annoying? I don't know. For me, I think I'd get a little bit annoying. Like, I'm sorry. I love a good rocking chair. I'm the first person that wants to buy a chair. But I don't care how, like, old or Mm -hmm. cool or, you know, artsy that chair is. That chair is fucking ugly. (laughs) Yes, it was. That wasn't a pretty chair, no. It's probably comfortable. And it looks like it rocks really well. And for that reason, I would sit in it. Absolutely, if somebody had it. Am I going to spend $450 on it? No, not I don't know, at all. man. Furniture is expensive, and like it lasts a lifetime. So, I'll, I'll well, it lasted about a week because yeah. Fiona decided that she was going to let homeless people stay in her apartment. Let's talk about this whole situation, right? So, Fiona has this guy who fell off her roof. Rodney, Rodney, Rodney. Rod, R. Yeah, he fell off the roof. We find out that. Um, his wife, or we meet his wife in the hospital, mm-hmm. and Fiona went. She's being super nice. She feels so bad that it happened on her property. And then they come randomly and park right next to her apartment. I mean, it's not random for them, but it's random for Fiona. And then say that the car doesn't work. They have nowhere to go. They have nowhere to live. And she feels bad enough and has, you know, been in that situation before. So she says, why don't you guys just stay here for two nights before you can go to the shelter that she so generously set up for them? Yeah. And her and Trevor. And now... It's the, Fiona's the gift that keeps on giving. It, it's one of those things. It's why, you know, unfortunately we turn people into narcissists is because you give them an inch and they take a mile. Right. You, These people had a scheme, though. Like, they weren't trying to just take her apartment over and live there for a couple of days. Like, they knew that they were going to screw her over by, you know, hiring a, a lawyer and suing her for falling off of the building. Yeah, $6 million. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, the, nothing. He was never going to make that in his lifetime. Right. So, like, you can't claim that, oh, all of a sudden his leg is broken, that he can't have a job for the rest of his life. No way. 
legally, do it, does she have any bit of fault in the situation? I, I have no idea. So I'm no. Like, yeah, she I'm hired. Not. She hired him. But she hired he's him. a con. He's a roofer. Yeah. Unless there was something that. Like the roof was unsafe for them it's, to be well, on, or something. The thing is that she went; she didn't hire him directly, right? She went through a contractor, so it it depends about what contract he made her sign, or right. if she's going through an actual company and she paid the guy. And she mentions him in the episode. She said, "Track him down because I paid him. He sent me an invoice." Right. So it dep- that's I think where it all lays. I don't think she could be responsible if she, you know, it'd be different if she found someone on the street and was like, I'll pay you in cash. Right. So we'll see about that. But yeah. And what's with, when did it start when people like actually come and serve you a letter and say, hey, you Phil Svitek? You've been served. Like, when did that start? Because, man, that's hysterical. Like, every time it happens. Ever since movies became a thing, I think that's when, because it just Does it happen like, in real life? Yeah. Yes. But remember, they used to have so many movies where, like, the guy would get dressed up as, let's say, let's say a Grubhub guy. Yeah. Like, hey, I right. have your food. Right. Bitch, you got served! Yeah. <laughs> Literally! You would be a really good you got served guy. That could be a good job for you on the side. <laughs> totally, I'm in. Really, you could be um, Best Buy Geek Squad, and you come up in that little car and then serve somebody papers. Hey, you have a you have a Geek Squad appointment? You weren't supposed to come till tomorrow. Listen, we're ahead of schedule. <laughs> We you want to served, fix bitch. your computer. <laughs> yeah. Now just sign this. Oh, and you've been served. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. You'd be good at it. I'd hire you um, if I ever figure out who hires those kind of people. But in a, on a more or serious note, seen. I think Fiona is battling her roots versus, you know, unfortunately, I don't know. You could call it a right wing sort of mentality, a capitalist mentality of. If I'm to make it in this world, then I have to look out for myself versus mm-hmm. I think helping other people. Can be a much better balance for Fiona. I think Fiona already helped them by letting them come in, shower. She found them a place to live. At that point, I don't think that she needed to let them stay in her apartment. I get where she's coming from because it would be really hard to see a family with kids who is homeless and not want to help them or let them stay. But if that's the case, maybe you stay with them in the apartment. Like, yeah. give them a place to stay, but it's your apartment. Maybe you stay there and still watch over it so you know what the hell is going on. Yeah, I agree. That's a really good point. She just has so much guilt. Yeah. She has so much guilt. And, yeah, as soon as she was like, you can stay, and the mom was like, oh, really? And that's when I noticed she was on the chair. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. That chair is gone. And it was such a kind of a sweet moment. I'm sorry that when she when she first bought the chair and she's sitting on it, she goes, I've never bought anything I didn't need before. Yeah, and that was a good moment. That's kind of like, think of everything she's been through through the last few seasons. Like, she needed that win in a way. I thought that was really, really cool. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the chair. So, hopefully, I don't know, man. Can you sue someone and then, like, squat their house at the same time? Like, it just seems like a horrible Listen, people have sued mess. People have, I, if I was trying to break into Haley. If I was trying to break into Haley's house and steal her stuff, mm-hmm. and I broke my leg by going in through the roof, right. and broke, I would fault. sue you. And you would win. Yes, it's crazy. That actually happened. I knew a story of uh, somebody, well, not somebody I knew, but I read an article about somebody that did that exact same thing. They came in through a, a sunlight and fell on a knife in the kitchen and then sued the lady that lived in the house. For, yeah, whatever it was, negligence or... Yeah, you know what? I actually learned from Maria the other day that if somebody in California... Maria Menounos. Maria Menounos, yes. Not just a random Maria. No, no. yeah, I'm sorry. Maria Menounos. I learned that she uh, 
in California, if somebody comes and robs your house, but they take less than $850 worth of goods, they can't arrest them in California. Once it's over $850, that's when you can... I definitely don't own anything that's like... Well, me either, so I'm like... Oh, even if somebody came in and took things, I wouldn't. I'd be like, "Well, that sucks." But like, you just galvanized whatever. every thief in America to come to California. But yeah, I, I mean, I think thieves would know that. Just like grab your phone and go right. on Google. I don't yeah, think you could Haley's to blame. Come on. Uh, well, I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> listen, so when sorry. the access of information becomes you, that much more available, I know, I know. But, but then she's gonna get anyway. sued. We don't want Haley to get sued. I can't get sued for telling you something you that's on Google. You just want to say you got served. You want her to get sued, that way you can no, go and tell By the way, Maria is the one that I just said told me that. So this so comes she's... back to you because you made me say her whole name. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay, Lip. Lip. Yeah, Lip. Oh, God. Lip kills me whenever I have to see Lip sad. I, I just like there's something inside of me that just like my heart breaks. Mm. Um, first of all, let's talk about how they let us know that Ewan's was dead. He shows up to go see him in visitation, and she looks up his name and literally goes, he's deceased. And he's like, I'm sorry, what? And she said, yeah, he died. Well, better yet was, next. (laughs) I know, right after he found out. That's awful. And all she says was, yeah, there was an incident. Tuesday. Tuesday, he didn't live. Yeah, I don't know, man, because I feel like she, when you work in those types of places, you must be really, really detached. Because yeah, how do you, you have not to be go desensitized Christ? to all the stuff that comes yeah. through there for sure? But that man, that was that was a tough one for him. I mean, I think overall, anyway, I'm not going to talk about her, but yeah, I think I know this is getting a little bit ahead of it. Um, when they're at the actual memorial, mm-hmm. let's say, hearing some of that stuff. When we talk about Ian being special, I really think Lip felt he was special, and in that moment, he was. I think it's twofold. I think, A, you're really learning about the weight of someone's actual true legacy because in the last moments, it's, yeah. you know, Ewan's basically is an alcoholic and that's what you're sort of left with. And yet on the flip side, look at all, all the people he's touched. And then there's that third layer of, wait, I thought he was helping me because I was truly special. Right. So it's, it, it, yeah, you know, he was you very much to- a father figure for Lip and Lip looked at him that way. And then when he heard that everyone else looked at him, you know, as a father figure. Because even his daughter that we meet in the episode said, well, I'm glad he was a really great father to you and to everyone else. Yeah. But we also felt bad for him in that moment when he didn't, you know, didn't feel special, like he said. Yeah, I know. But he also has to remember that in those last moments, he, he was the only one around, right? For sure. No one really showed up to court. No one helped him really get sober towards the end. So right. I think everybody had those tidbit moments with uh, with him. But he's the only one who never gave up on him. And so I think he's he needs to remember that. It's yeah. very special. For sure. Well, she so the daughter comes over um, to the Gallagher house later in the episode, and she found a draft of um, a recommendation letter that Ewan's started writing for Lip. Mm-hmm. And he, I don't think he even finishes reading the whole thing. And she kind of summarizes that he said he he was amazed by amazed his, by yeah his mind right. and um, you know how smart he was, but he's too angry to keep the letter or read it. 
Yeah, because I think he's angry at him, but also at himself, right? It's yeah. He, you kind of touched so upon this on our last episode that we haven't seen Lippy smart in a while, and he's been different kinds of smart, but like really brainsy yeah, as we've seen right. in the past. Not really. So I think that's another scar he doesn't want, another wound he can't really open right now because right. it's like, well, my mentor and father figure is now passed. I and now I'm going to read something that he says that I'm super smart and. I don't really have a real career or anything going on for right. me. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he does take his anger to the bike shop. <laughs> Go in thinking maybe he's going to just, like, work on it like they wanted him to and steps of, mm-hmm. you know, progress with his um, recovery. But, yeah, he just tears that place to shit. Yeah. But I think Lip holds so much in. Like, he needs to cry. He needs to let that emotion out or else it's just going to get worse oh, right. start, start drinking again yeah for sure i, I yeah I, I really want to see lip kind of i want the takeaway eventually for him to be that you know despite everything that ewan's has done and been through on the negative side of things mm-hmm. look at still the effect that he was able to have on people and you know in the scales of justice is he a better person is he a bad person i don't know but he did do positive things in the world, and so right. take that lip for what it's worth. Right. But I, yeah. it might be a while before it gets there. Yeah, I think so, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. It's we'll unfortunate. See. I, know. I don't know, maybe, maybe, but maybe in that moment, he does realize the power of truly helping people, because especially with AA, that's what he's really doing, is trying to help as many people, and through that you forget your own pain. Right. right. You know, yes, there's issue with that. You should probably be on stable ground before. But, yeah. you know. The, I want to see him be paired up with Ian. Maybe they can have, like, a brother-brother speaking. So bring the, the gay, gay alcoholics, the gay alcoholics. together. Yeah, why not? Gay alcoholic Jesus. Yes. <laughs> well, we will see you guys next week. If you guys have any uh, comments, predictions, anything, please write it below on YouTube. And if you are not subscribed to us already, subscribe. There's a lot of awesome videos that you can be watching. Um, where can they find you guys on, on social, social media? media? You yeah. can find me on Instagram at Bonjour Juliette or Bonjour Juliette. They both work. <laughs> and I'm at Phil Svitek. Okay. And I'm at Haley Clover. We will talk to you guys this week, and then we will see you for the next episode. Bye-bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 